good Sunday morning. City Gate Church and Pastor Howie Cantrell welcome you to this week's broadcast. We encourage you to tune in each Sunday morning at 7.30 right here on 100.7 WHIN. Or visit us in person at 734 Red River Road in Gallatin, Tennessee. Services start at 945. And now, Pastor Howie Cantrell. My name is Flavius Josephus. I was born in Bethlehem. And I had heard many things and seen many things about a man they called Lazarus. And I wanted to go and I wanted to spend time with him and I wanted to see him and I wanted to know about his story. This man who supposedly was dead and came back to life. Now my story is my own. Many of you are going to look me up on your new thing called the internet. My friends call me Flavi. So I looked around and I found in Bethany this man, Lazarus. And I went to his house. And when I came, there were a lot of people there and I was able to go and I was able to stand at a window and look in. I wanted to speak with him. Little did I know that there present that day would be another man. I wanted just to spend a moment of time. I wanted to just try to understand what it was that he had experienced. And as I looked into the window, I saw the most amazing thing happen. And it was such an oddity. I saw as this woman brought a box before Jesus and knelt down at his feet. And people outside were clamoring, saying, if Jesus knew the kind of woman this was, he would not let her near him. And she broke this box open, and she began to pour its contents upon his feet. And the beautiful fragrance of spikenard filled the house, and it filled the air. And as I looked, there was someone in the room that got so upset. I found out later, this man's name was Judas. And he got so angry because this value of this box was foiled and wasted. And he made the comment, what are you doing? This could have been sold for much money and given to the poor. And he became so enraged. But Jesus never broke his cadence with his teaching. Judas walked outside of the house. And I looked in further amazement as this woman that they called Mary was crying profusely over the feet of Jesus. And then taking her hair began to dry his feet. And Jesus spoke these words and said, for all time, this story will be told and remembered of what she did here this day. I went and I watched as 
Judas was walking in circles, storming around outside. And the next thing I know, he left. He intrigued me. Judas intrigued me. Why would he get that mad? Why would he get so upset? And so I followed him. Now, you have a new term, and I realized today that I would be in trouble with the law. You call it stalking. I just called it following. And I followed Judas as he went to the high priest. And when he went to the high priest, he began to talk to him and to discuss how he was going to sell his master. And I thought to myself, this man must be horrible. He makes people wash his feet with their hair. He makes them use their own tears. He must be horrible. This man, he's going to be sold for 30 pieces of silver. He's got to be a vile master. He's got to be a mean master. And so I went and I camped out and I watched and I waited. The next day, two of the disciples, they were called, the people that followed Jesus, they were called his disciples. And they went and they followed him. Everywhere he went, they were like little puppies. And he sent two of them one day to go and get a donkey. And I went and I followed, and he did not even pay for this. He said, the master has need of him. And the man gave him a donkey. I'm going to try this. And he brought the donkey back to Jesus. And they were there in Bethany. And Bethany is about two miles away from Jerusalem. And Jesus got on this little donkey. And he rode from Bethany to Jerusalem. And by the time he got to Jerusalem, he entered into the eastern gate. And when he walked into the eastern gate of the city, he rode into the eastern gate of the city. People were going on and on and on and throwing palm leaves down and crying, Hosanna, Hosanna. As he entered into the king, and I heard people use a phrase, Messiah. Is this the Messiah? Is this him? Is this that Messiah? And as the clamor died down, he sent two more of his disciples to find a place so that they could do the ritual of Passover. And I followed as they found this place and I waited for everyone to come. And as they came and they showed up and one by one they came in, I sat outside the window watching, observing. You see, my job is that of a historian. And I love history, and I love to write things down. And I looked as Jesus sat down with his disciples, and he broke a big piece of bread. And as he broke it in half, he said, this is my body that was broken for you. And he passed it around, and he, each of them took a piece, and I thought to myself, this is crazy. And then he took a cup, 
And he filled it with wine. And he said, this is my blood that was shed for you. And he passed it around and they all drank it. And if that was not peculiar enough, after they finished dinner, Jesus got up and removed his tunic. And he got a basin and a pitcher of water. And he filled it. And he girded himself with a towel and he knelt down and he started washing his disciples' feet. And I was so amazed. What master would serve his servant? Then he came to this guy. His name's Peter. Oh, Peter has a reputation in this community, let me tell you. He's the hard-headedest man I believe I ever saw. Until you meet a guy named Howie Cantrell, and then you'll understand. But as he came to Peter, Peter told him, he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm washing your feet. He said, you're not washing my feet. And Jesus spoke these words, and he said, if I don't wash your feet, then you will have no part of me. And Peter spoke these words. He said, not only my feet, but my hands and my head also. It was not very long. They were all sitting back around the table. And Peter asked Jesus, Lord, who is it that's going to betray you? Because earlier in the night, he said, as he passed the bread, one of you will betray me. And when he went through, he said, the one that I passed the bread, to him, he is my accuser. And he sopped the bread and the wine and he passed it to Judas. And he spoke these words to Judas. That which you must do, do it quickly. And he got up and he ran out of the room. And Jesus began to speak on and on and on in the night. And they decided to leave. And they went to a place called Gethsemane. It was a beautiful garden, a beautiful place. And as they went there, Jesus separated his disciples. He left some, and then he took a few others, and then he went on a bit further. And he gave them command to watch and pray. And I watched as all these people sat around and built little fires and they sat around, but Jesus went and prayed. And one by one, these men who were following him, who had just received commands from their master to watch and pray, one by one, they went to sleep. And Jesus came back and said, what are you doing? Wake up. Do you not realize that the hour is here? Watch and pray. And he went back and he prayed again. And as he prayed, I saw something happen that I've never seen before. His sweat became like blood. And he prayed this prayer. He said, Father, if it's your will, let this cup pass 
from me. But then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And he came back to the disciples and he woke them up. And he said, never mind. The time is here that the Son of Man is betrayed. This man, Judas, who he had told to go and do whatever he did quickly, had an army of men with him with torches and spears and swords. And they came up to Jesus and Judas walked up to him and kissed him on his face. And Jesus said to him, Judas, do you betray me with a kiss? And the guards came to Jesus and he said, they said to him, are you Jesus of Nazareth? And he said, I am. And they fell down on the ground like they were dead. And they got up and they went to put their hands on Jesus. And Peter, that guy, pulls out a sword and cuts the ear off the high priest's servant. And as they are arresting Jesus, he bends down and picks up an ear. And he puts it back on the man. And I thought, what kind of man wants to do good to the person who's trying to arrest him? As soon as this happened, everyone ran away. Earlier at dinner, Peter was bragging and he wanted to know where he stood and he would never leave Jesus. And Jesus told him, he said, Peter, before the cock crows three times, you will deny me three times. And all of a sudden, this Peter that said he would never leave him, he said he would never run away. All of a sudden, this Peter, he ghosted him. That's a new word I learned from your generation. They ran away. They disappeared into the darkness. And they took Jesus to a trial at the Sanhedrin, which was illegal because it was dark. Why would the high priest Caiaphas send his people to come and get Jesus when the law said that everything had to be done in the light of day. Why are they doing this in the night? In secrecy. And so I followed. And they questioned Jesus. And they mocked him. And they made fun of him. And they belittled him. And in the morning, they turned him over to Pontius Pilate, who was the governor of the region. He was a brutal man. He was not merciful. He was not kind. He lived by the letter of the law. He loved Caesar and he loved Rome. And they brought him before Caiaphas and his whole entourage brings Jesus in in front of Pilate. And they make all these accusations and then Pilate questions him. And he says, do you not understand that I can do anything I want to you? And Jesus spoke and said, do you not know 
that you could do nothing to me unless my father allows it? Hmm. And he begins to question Jesus. And he can find no fault in him at all. No issue, no problem, no fault. He couldn't find anything. He was an innocent man by every standard, even that of the Jews. But they turned everything around and they paid witnesses to come and to testify against him and to lie, which was against their own laws. But they did it anyway. They brought Jesus out in front of the people. And it was a tradition on this day that they would bring one who was a prisoner and they would offer them up to be released as a sign of Pilate's goodwill toward the people. And they brought a man, Barabbas. Now, you don't know Barabbas, but anybody in this area knows Barabbas because more than likely he's either robbed him or beat him. He was a wicked man. He had murdered several people. And he was guilty. And they put this man beside Jesus and they said, Pilate speaking said, who do you want me to let go? And the high priest and all of his people stirred the people up and the people were crying for Jesus. And then the high priest and their people started screaming, give us Barabbas, Barabbas. And they started bullying all the people around them so that they couldn't say anything. And the cry went out, Give us Barabbas. And Pilate, still trying to fight for Jesus, said, this man is innocent. This man is a murderer. We don't care. Give us Barabbas. And Pilate called for a bowl of water to be brought. And he put his hands in it. And he washed his hands. And he said, I am innocent of this blood. But then Caiaphas spoke up. And he said, let his blood be upon us, upon our children, and upon our children's children. And I thought, what manner of man would curse three generations? They took Jesus and they beat him. And I went and I watched as they beat Jesus. They took him and they tied him to a post. And there was a bucket of sheep's blood. Now, we use sheep's blood in my time because it's like glue. And they dipped the whip in the blood, and they started to beat Jesus. And I looked as the countenance of the man who held the whip changed as though he were possessed. And he began to beat Jesus and Jesus would fall under each blow and he would rise back up and he would fall. And I watched as they were taking pieces of his body away. I could see his organs. I could see his bare bones. You could not recognize his face. They had beaten him so brutally. Once they had finished beating him, they took him out and they put a cross on him and told him to carry his own cross. You see, you do not know the brutality of the Roman Empire. And as they took Jesus, he would fall time and time again under this load. And I wanted to go and help him. 
But they called one. Simon, who was a Cyrenian. And Simon came and helped Jesus to carry his cross. When they got Jesus to the place of the crucifixion, they nailed him through the palms of his hands and through his feet. And there was a big hole carved out in the stone. And they raised up the cross. And as the cross went in a vertical position, it fell about a foot, maybe a foot and a half into this hole. And you could just hear him screaming in agony. But then Jesus began to speak. And he said the most peculiar thing. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I thought to myself, they knew exactly what they were doing. Look at the condition you're in. They intended to bring this to you. They intended to hurt you. They intended to harm you. They intended to kill you. But he said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. There was a thief hanging on the right and the left of him. And they both began to badger him and, and speak all kinds of things to him. And I thought to myself, can the man not die in peace? And they began to mock him and tell him, get us down with you if you're the king. And then all of a sudden, one thief stopped. And he spoke to the other thief and he said, this man is innocent. We deserve what we get, but he's innocent. And he looked at Jesus and he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus spoke to him and said, this day shalt thou be with me in paradise. And something stirred inside of me, something that I had not felt before. Then Jesus looks at John and Mary, his mother, and says, woman, behold your son. John, behold your mother. And I thought how peculiar this was because Jesus had other brothers. But he gave his mother into the hands of his friend to watch over. And then Jesus, after doing this, he said in my language, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Then he cried out and said, I'm thirsty. And one of the guards took a spear and took a sponge and dipped it in water, dipped it in vinegar with gall, put it on a sponge and elevated and Jesus drank of it and spit it out. And he cried out in a way and did something that I had never heard before. You see, crucifixion is a brutal death. It literally dislocates the shoulders to where when a person is taken off the cross, 
their hands will be below their knees. And it crushes their chest. And they can barely whisper. But Jesus cried out and he said this word. He said, to tell us die. And he said it so loud. He screamed. Which means it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. And when this happened, the sky immediately turned black, like the middle of the night. The sun was gone. The earth began to shake. And one of the Roman soldiers looked up and said, truly, this was the Son of God. I heard later that the veil was torn in the temple from top to bottom between the holy place and the holy of holies. But Caiaphas didn't want anybody to know about this and immediately ordered all the priests to sew it back together so the people would not know. Then a man by the name of Joseph of Arimathea, he came and offered his tomb for Jesus to be buried in. And he went and spoke to Pilate and Pilate gave him permission. So he brought a letter and they gave him his body. The Jews were so afraid of this Jesus, that they went back to Pilate and said, give us a guard and put a Roman seal on it in case somebody steals his body and tries to say because he said he would come back. Little did they know. I was sitting outside the house on the third day. Early in the morning before the sun rose, I saw a light come on in the house. And I saw Mary, I recognized her, the one that had washed his feet with the oil and with her hair and her tears. She began to run to the tomb, so I ran and followed her from a distance. And I saw as this man spoke to her, she went and the tomb was empty, the stone was rolled back. And she said, where have you taken my Lord's body? And I'll never forget what I heard. He said, Mary. And when he said her name, she fell on the ground at his feet because she knew that it was her risen Lord. And he says to her, go and tell my disciples and Peter. And Peter, Peter's the guy who denied you. Peter's the guy that ran off and left you. Nobody wants to be around Peter, but tell Peter. And then they all came, and the tomb was empty. And they were all gathered in the house, and Jesus walked into their midst, alive. You see, he had prophesied that he would die, and in three days he would come back again, and he was alive. I saw him. He was alive. I couldn't believe it. I looked, and Peter said, I'm going fishing. And everybody followed Peter and they went to the docks and they got in the boat and they went out and they had fished all night long and they didn't catch anything. And a voice from the top of a hill hollered and said, cast your net on the other side. Well, this is a common thing where I'm from in this area. At the Sea of Galilee, it's common because people would see and the flash of light that would hit the fish, you can see where the schools are. 
and they threw the net over. And when they did, they caught so many fish that it began to sink their boat and they had to call to other people, come and help us. And Peter realized who it was that spoke and he took off running after he got out of the boat. He didn't walk on water twice, but he got close and he jumped out of the boat and he took off running and he went to Jesus and he was sitting there and he had fish and bread prepared. And he said these things to Peter. Peter, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord. He said, feed my sheep. He asked him again. He said, Peter, do you love me more than these? And he said, yes, Lord. He said, feed my sheep. He asked him a third time. He said, Peter, as he held the fish up, do you love me more than these? And Peter bowed his head and began to weep. And he said, Lord, you know all things. He said, feed my lambs. And I watched as Jesus restored Peter. I thought to myself, I would love to be forgiven like that. Could somebody forgive me? I'm just a scribe. I'm just a person who writes things down. And as I walked away, I had my head down. I had my writings. And I looked up into the most beautiful eyes that I had ever seen. And you see, that's when I met Jesus. And I fell on my knees in front of him. And I asked him to forgive me of my sins. And he did. And today I'm free. You've been listening to Pastor Howie Cantrell with CityGate Church, located at 734 Red River Road, Gallatin, Tennessee. Please visit us in person for Sunday worship at 945. You may also see our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. From everyone at CityGate, have a blessed week.